So the big question is this. Why is it that you can have a great mission and vision, a great product or service, but still struggle to reach the quality of audience your work calls for? What is that elusive piece that allows some to command authority and make a massive impact while so many life-changing brands drown in obscurity? That is the question in this podcast and we'll give you the answer. Together, alongside the top marketers, influencers and business owners in the world, we will share the secrets of authority so you can unlock the income, influence and impact you and your business deserve. My name is Vamsi Pannala and welcome to Authority Entrepreneurs. Hello everybody, this is Vamsi here again from the Authority Entrepreneurs Podcast and I'm again happy to uh, you know, have uh, Josh Brown on another episode of the Authority Entrepreneurs Podcast. So uh, Josh, uh, as I mentioned, is, uh, is an educator and um, you know, helps uh, all these coaches and uh, course creators really come up with a course that can impact and uh, you know, start the moment that they've always dreamt of. So Josh, thank you so much again for coming on another episode of Authority Entrepreneurs. Hey, thank you for having me on. I love the mission of this podcast to empower entrepreneurs to create movement and get um, their own business under their feet. So thanks for having me on. Great. So Josh, essentially, we, we sp- spoke about uh, a few things uh, with respect to how you got started and, um, you know, what kind of things that you are currently doing right now. But can you just give a little more insights on when did you get started and uh, what kind of things have you done your experiences that probably can be relevant to the entrepreneurs who are currently listening to this podcast? Well, the, the big thing for me when I got started was I overcomplicated it. Um, and this is like the quintessential error among new entrepreneurs. You try to do everything. And that was what I did was I, first of all, I tried to do everything myself because when you're getting started, it's, you don't really know how to set up a system. And one of the best things in the world to do is start having a system, have a team. Um, and really pick one, one thing and do it really well first. And then once you have that thing done well, move to the next, then move to the next and don't move forward until you get that one running very well. And it's a balance though, between perfectionism and movement. So, um, you know, I see people trying to be, you know, omnipresent with every medium on social media and it just doesn't work. And they try to have a business that does 12 things. Don't do that, you know? And like, for example, my business is very specific. I do courses. I tell people how to put them in their coaching business. And I tell them how to get it off the, off the ground and running. That's what I do. You know, I'm not going to tell you how to do high level copy. I'm going to show you how to do the basics because that falls under that umbrella. I'm going to show you how to work the organic marketing. That's the thing, you know, and people try to do too many things. That's really the first takeaway for me. Okay. So um, with, with, with the kind of experience that you have already put in for yourself, what do you think is that the first steps that, you know, uh, either the beginner entrepreneurs or the experienced entrepreneurs have to take to start building uh, the authority that they need to, uh, you know, get to, to have them taken seriously by people who like what they are doing. You know, I'm sure, you know, um, there is a, is a small movement that you start. There are a few people who start kind of mm-hmm. liking what you do, but how do you get it like a wildfire? You know, what are those mm-hmm. things that 
in fact worked for you when you started as an educator and uh, you know you started building your authority in your niche so what kind of things that would you see as the first step for people to start building well the first thing to do is really figure out what lights the fire in your soul and um so many people that try to jump online they're only looking at money and they're looking at what other people are making money and they just decide to do that and they really don't like it they're just following the the in this case dollar signs or wherever you are um and they're not looking at what their experience is what their skill set is particularly anybody who spent virtually any time on this planet they've built up a skill set that other people want to learn or even if you don't know it now it's a something that you want to learn how to do you can hone that craft if you don't know it really dive deep on it work with people in that space that love doing it and then tweak it to fit your fit your own needs and what your own style is because one style doesn't fit everybody so it allows you to basically put your own spin on it and your own tactics and if you are already an expert in an area see if it's something people are monetizing see if it if people are making money on it and at the type type of income you want so it's really easy because i mean particularly right now you can find people making money online coaching or starting niche businesses in literally almost anything <laughs> um and i always cap with almost anything but you know and really look at what those knowledge leaders are doing most of them are doing things that are in the um basically results driven areas they're teaching people how to do the process be better at it than just doing the process doing is farther down the income um ladder so you want to be the person leading it so honing your leadership skills becoming a thought leader is really the big thing and to position yourself is that it really just takes first of all being honest in what you're doing yeah. you always want to be um true to what you're doing create your presence online to be professional have a super professional facebook page have a super professional instagram linkedin whatever social media platforms where your ideal client hangs out have all of that being professional and constantly give value in those areas not just ask for the sale not just keep consuming but actually put content out there absolutely when in doubt google it you know <laughs> the information and present value have um if you're doing facebook as your organic one have a group we're actually giving value but you still want to position yourself that at some point there's going to be an offer though because there's so many people that just give 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 and then they have an audience that only wants free and ultimately things are a business and as russell brunson would say you know if you pay you pay attention yeah um and so you it's a balance between letting people know that eventually there's going to be an offer so it it a lot more than we can talk about in this podcast and then just don't be afraid to reach out to people yeah. that are you wouldn't normally be able to in fact um a lot of people call it the dream 100 yeah have a list of people that you like in your circle some of them could be influencers some of the people couldn't and just start reaching out to them contribute on their facebook profile and their groups yeah independently reach out to them so your name at some point will come to the surface and that's how you start getting in with some of these people you wouldn't otherwise very true the other thing is 
join their groups, that join their courses, things like that. So you actually get into their inner circle. And that also helps motivate and be um, connected with some of those people. So, um, you know, what, what, what do you think is that perfect mindset for these entrepreneurs, you know, to essentially see that, uh, you know, success that they kind of really want to uh, have in this virtual space right now, you know, how do they dial the right mindset with so much noise around, you know, so much happening, so many shiny objects on the internet. So how do you get into the right mindset so that you do that one thing, as you rightly said? Well, the, the big thing is this, is that if you're one step ahead of somebody, you're already an expert to somebody. Yeah. And if you've been doing a process outside of the online space or for somebody, mm-hmm. again, you're now, you're an expert in that niche area. So when you're thinking about it, and I even had this problem of when I first got started of, I honestly had imposter syndrome for if. I should be making courses online. And I started realizing like, hold on, this is ridiculous. You know, cause I'm like, you know, I've been doing it for 10 years. Yes. I hadn't been doing it in the online space. This was a couple of years ago. Now I've now been making courses and stuff and working with people already. But when I first got going, I was like, it took me a little while to be like, yes, I'm going to put my foot down and say, yes, listen to me. I'm an expert because I've been doing this and I've been doing it. Well, you should listen to me. And you're always going to have some people that try to, you know, dissuade you from what you're doing. But if you're doing it with a good heart, you're giving your honest effort in it, and you are giving your knowledge that actually has worked and you've proven it's worked, you have just as much a right to put that information out there as somebody making seven or eight figures. And not only that, you might have a different spin on it when you're getting started than other people and be more attractive to it. Because for the first like little bit when I got going, I kept having people tell me like, nobody cares about your credentials. Nobody cares you have a master's degree in it. Nobody cares that you did it. They just care about what, what happened online and what your presence looked like. And I kind of listened to them and all of that. But then when I got some of my first clients, I was, you know, talking to them and, you know, they were signed up I won the program. I kind of offhand say, oh yeah, you know, I was a teacher, all of that. And they're like, hold on, I was a teacher. They immediately became one of my clients, literally seconds later. And I was like, hmm, I should probably put that forward. And I started putting my offline experience and combining it with my online. And people are starting to resonate with that because they're fed up of just purely they've only done one thing situations. They want to have people that are well-versed in what they're doing. So, um, you know, in continuation to that, um, you know, with, with respect to having that perfect mindset, where do you see uh, people actually wasting a lot of time in the journey of what they are trying to achieve? You know, I'm sure you talk to a lot of coaches, course creators, you know, trying to mm-hmm. create one on their own, but they're kind of stuck somewhere or not sure if the kind of uh, path or the plan that they have taken is the right thing for them. So where do you see people actually wasting a lot of resource, a lot of time and effort in doing what they are doing? Well, the, the big thing for me and what worked for me and a lot of my clients is I fell back to my academic background, mm-hmm. research, 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 okay. look to see what the path was for people that you want to hit their level. Mm-hmm. see where they started. Most of them put their story out there very evidently in their webinars and things like that. 
So it's really easy to see at least the framework of what they did. Um, and I looked to see what their path was. Where did they start? How did they start there? Is it, would it still work now? And just use deductive reasoning to determine if that's the case. And for me, that was one of the big determining things was I looked at what other people had done to walk, to go up the ladder to success and hit the levels I want to. So that was the first thing I did. I looked at a lot of the other people in the space and I'm not, I'm not looking at somebody like Tony Robbins or Dean Graziosi who have been doing it forever. I'm looking at people that have done it in the last couple of years and gotten success and I followed theirs. The next thing I did was I made a um, plan because if you don't plan, you plan for failure. So I took that outline of how they did it and I fit it to what my um, goals were. And I set myself both long-term and short-term term goals. I know where I want to be in six months. I know when I want to be at the end of the month and I want to know where I want to be in two years. Okay. Hint, it's sitting on a beach. Um, but, you know, that's what I did was, and I looked at, okay, to get from A to B, what do I need to do? What do I need to do every day? What do I need to do every week? every month, every year. And I looked at it and went, okay, what's the first hurdle I need? Okay, I need to be hitting a point when I'm doing it myself and now I can bring an assistant on board. I can bring a VA on board. Okay, I've now hit that goal. Okay, now what's the next thing? I wanna be able to have people working, more people working under me. What are they gonna do? And I basically just kept ramping it up while still fitting in the structure that works for me personally. Because that's what a lot of people forget when they're building their business that real, ultimately you're still a person. If you're like me, you have a family and a child. You know, for me, an 18-hour grind of a day is not an option. Absolutely. You know, so that's why I look at people that it's attainable, but a little bit of a stretch, and they can hit their goals. Get at least some wins during the day. You're not going to hit all of them. But at least get make it so you can still get some wins, but it's a little bit of a stretch. Okay. So um, when you started off, you know, uh, even two, three years back in the online world, like you have just mentioned, uh, do you think it's kind of easier or harder right now for entrepreneurs who are kind of starting out today uh, for, uh, you know, to become an authority uh, than what, uh, you know, the time when you were on this whole journey? Do you think there is a difference um, even in the short span of two to three years that when you got started versus what it is today? Well, I think it's, it, there's definitely a lot more noise out there because to be really honest, and I never thought this would happen, being an entrepreneur is cool now. So everybody's like, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to be a CEO and all of these things, you know, everybody, it's like, it's like the cool thing. Like back in the day, the only people that said that were like the nerds who are like, I'm going to own a company and everybody's like, mm, no, and it, that's lame. And all of a sudden it's a cool thing to do. So there's a lot of people entering the space, but very few actually make a plan, enjoy the ride, pivot when they need to and stay with it. There's a lot of people that dabble into it. And I didn't really build my authority till I was all in. And I just leapt with both feet, put in my two weeks notice and went for it because when you don't have that safety net, all of a sudden you make it happen <laughs> and it makes it very real. Um, 
but ultimately though, a lot of people, if they haven't planned far enough ahead to be able to do that, the stress of it is a limiting thing and they just start grabbing at straws. So it is a balance. Like a lot of coaches will say, just burn the boat, you know, take out loans and all these things. I, I don't subscribe to that because to me and my mental process would be way too much weight. I planned ahead. I saved up a ton to allow myself a trial window. And I knew, okay, I have, you know, a year yeah. or I got to go back. I got to make it work. Yeah. And that was really the turning point for me. Cause a lot of people don't do that. They don't have the, they don't have the drive to do that. So for me, that was one of the big things. And if there's other people doing it, that's a good thing. It means other people are making money at it. Don't make, don't let that scare you. Um, you just have to have your own voice on it and your own audience. So you, you basically pressed on one of the most important aspects a lot of people currently suffer today, which is the imposture syndrome, right? I mean, having mm -hmm. sp already spent like decade of doing what you're doing when when people like you have uh, imposter syndrome i mean yeah. it's a, it's a very uh, um, you know it's not a, a huge surprise when people who kind of get into this industry realize that they are uh, probably good at something but have this whole thing about okay am i am i even eligible to teach someone so for for those kind of people who are really suffering through the imposter syndrome you know as as a as an experienced educator yourself and someone who has already come out of that kind of syndrome. So what is the approach that you should, you believe uh, will work for people who are going through this? Well, it really, um, it's really on mindset. That's really the big thing is um, adjusting your mindset to positivity. And I think a lot, I, I think sometimes mindsets over overused is almost conning yourself into something. But if you are having if you already are super passionate about what you do or have done it for a while, or at least a couple of steps ahead of other people, you're now somebody that other people would like to talk to and experience it. And if you are naturally in it for the right reasons of wanting to help people, mm -hmm. that is nothing to be for. That's no bit of imposter syndrome at all. You are ultimately trying to help people and guide them. And one of the things that I did, and this was a little mindset trick, if, if everybody wants to give this one a, a whirl, te teacher's going to teach for a second here, is what I did was I actually wrote out a list of all the things that I could give my customers that I was really good at, okay. that I loved doing, that other people don't think about. Okay. Like for me, one of the things was, is that I'm really known for my lessons, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, and I laugh when people are like creating their lessons a little bit online that most of your customers have paid to be in your course. My original customer base was predominantly high school boys that were told they had to be in there. And most of them actually didn't have to even have a good grade in the class. And I had to keep them entertained and alive because I taught shop. It was a deadly class. I actually let them lose the power tools. Um, that's a hard audience to keep engaged for 90 minutes at a time. Keeping a paid audience, that's easy. But I discounted that. I'm like, okay, I can build awesome lessons. I know all the psychological tricks to keep people engaged and remember it. 
I know how to build a curriculum in a matter of hours, not days. And I literally listed off all these things and why I was passionate about it and why I was an authority. And I actually posted it in my office to remind me, I know what I'm doing. You just have to share it. And that was a big push for me. So uh, when, when you actually work with some of your clients, uh, do they come with uh, an imposter syndrome? Do you, do you have these people or is there, a, is there a case study or some recent experience you had where you worked with people who didn't believe that they had this whole confidence of creating a course, you know, but then, you know, the kind of, um, you know, program that you have put them through, they actually came out with flying colors and today, they they have you know more students than probably what they have expected to be inside their course is there something that uh, a recent experience that you have yeah it's it's really funny imposter syndrome goes away when you get your first sale yeah it's like when you when you get that first sale it's validation that what you're doing works and so many people it's sort of particularly if you, like when i'm working with a six or a seven figure coach or course creator now they already know it works they're they're not coming and go well i don't know if anybody's gonna listen to me well obviously enough people have listened to you they've paid the bills but new people when they're coming in or they're pivoting from like for example an in-office experience like they had a brick and mortar business or they were working for somebody then they feel like their imposter syndrome's there until they kind of get that first sale and when they get that first sale, it's like, okay, I actually know what I'm doing. People will buy this. Everything will be okay. <laughs> and you're, you're going to have bad days, you know, when you have a day full of calls and nobody buys or your Facebook ads utterly tank for the day or whatever it is. But you still at least have that somebody believed in me and was willing to put their credit card up for it. And that's always the big thing. So for me, my big goal, whenever I start working with people, if they're new, is to get them their first sale. Because that's like, that's like getting a gold medal for, in the entrepreneur world. Because if you talk to any entrepreneur, <laughs> the first sale is the hardest. And it's the most nerve wracking. I can still remember mine. Yeah. And I was like, I've now made a whole bunch since then. Um, but for an experienced coach, it's one of those things that particularly when you make a new program, you adjust it. That's one of the reasons why so many entrepreneurs are afraid to do it is they're afraid of messing with something that's, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Well, they don't realize that it needs a tune up. So for when I'm working with an experienced entrepreneur, when we work with our course, optimize it, or we, do, or we create new components for it. So when they get that first new review out of it and they're like, hold on, more people are finishing this thing. Yeah. I'm getting a lot more positive reviews. Okay. Boom. This wins. So, um, you know, when, when you have these, um, you know, coaches, um, the seven figure, the six figure uh, coaches coming to you to create those courses that are going to be beyond what their imagination is. Right. So, mm-hmm what how do they go about scaling it from there you know it's just not about just one course that they create and then you know it just goes on and on and on so what are the next steps that they can take their movement the impact that they wanted to leave on this world to the next level 
Well, the big thing is that virtually every coach right now that's building a course or a consultant, we all know one of the common phrases in this world, online space, is to hack things, right? You look at what somebody else does and you take it as a framework and you do it. Well, the problem is virtually all courses right now that are online are hacked off of already flawed courses. Hmm. So, you know, it's the 45 minute slide decks with voiceovers. Yeah. What people don't realize is statistically after 10 minutes, they're remembering about 1%. Yeah. So people are not moving forward. Those types of things. They're not realizing there's an art and a science behind not only what they're delivering, but how you deliver it. You know, so what a lot of the people in this space are realizing is that the top performers are having to step up their game in the course world. Look at what the people who are making eight figures on their courses are doing. If they're making that amount and they're willing to go back and redo it, says if you're brand new at it, you should be doing what they're doing, not somebody just one step ahead of you is doing. And they're realizing that you need an entire ecosystem of your courses. Like for example, if you have one amazingly built course, it's not just course sell only. It's not just dropping it on Udemy, which by the way, don't use that personal opinion, but I'm not a fan of that Um, because their cuts way, way too high and you don't have control over marketing and stuff. Um, I like, I I like to keep my stuff to myself, you know? And, um, but what they're realizing is they need an entire ecosystem. One course that's beautifully crafted can be a course only sale. Mm-hmm. It can be a group coaching offer. Yeah. It could be a one-on-one offer. You can even include it in your mastermind, Absolutely. but it has to be great. Yeah. It's your core offer. And you could have more than one offer, but you need all those pieces to be right because then it's one beautiful access for everything to spin off of. And it derives everything. So shouldn't you, if that's your primary product, it be beautiful. And that's what people forget. It's almost a phone in that course. So we we have touched on a lot of aspects of mindset and how you have uh, become an authority, the transition from the offline world to the online world and the kind of people that you work with. Is there anything that I have not asked, but it's very important from your perspective that the world should listen to this? And it, it, this also is in that mindset area and the world wants your knowledge and we're already programmed that from going to school, that if somebody is a thought leader, they're immediately an authority. You can do that with your own business. And if you are passionate about what you do and you want to spread it to the world, don't second guess yourself. Go out there, give value, build a program, start coaching it. You don't need these followings of tens of thousands of people or things like that to have an amazingly wonderful business and profitable business. Um, And not only that, if you're owning the business and it's yours, it's your own creation. You're getting absolute control over your destiny to do it. And the world is shifting back to a lot of independently owned businesses for a while as everybody worked for somebody. There was only a few people in the world that kind of owned businesses. People are moving back to it. There's no 
better time to enter the online space. You can found your business entity for very, very cheap. You can market for to thousands, if not tens of thousands of people for free. To advertise before, only the big dogs could do it. You just kind of hoped somebody walked past your business if you want it free. Absolutely. You can advertise all these people for free. You can network with people that you would never get access to True. for free. <laughs> you know, so there's no better time to do it. Don't worry about others it being overly crowded. Everything's red ocean. Everybody can get into it. It's just a matter of if you stay consistent, you build a plan and you are truly a thought leader in that area and are wanting to do your best for your clients. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, just to add, add to that point, you know, this is probably our first call uh, after, uh, you know, the, mm -hmm. the coffee show that we were on. But look yep. at how the kind of possibilities world has been opening up to, right? So oh, yeah. probably never knew, um, you know, who's George Brown was. And today, uh, you know, we are on an episode recording a podcast yeah. interview, right? So I think it's, it's all about exactly. leveraging your network. I mean, there is already a lot of noise, like as you mentioned, but have you mitigate that and then make yourself that path that you probably want to go and reach your destination? I think that's where, um, you know, uh, what you all said kind of, uh, you know, boils down to, right? So where, yes. where, where would people uh, find Josh Brown? What's the right platform for people to get connected with you? Well, um, I am all over Facebook. You can find me, Josh Brown. You can also find um, my group, which is the Course Creator Launchpad. Um, or you can visit jkbrownofficial.com. Um, and I'm linked all over the place there. So, um, I'd love to have you in my network and, um, you know, any friend of MC is a friend of mine. So come on over and we'll talk courses and get you some impact. All right. Um, thank you so much, Josh, for coming back and, uh, you know, sharing all those, uh, nuggets, your experience, your, your successes, your failures, and, uh, especially about the mindset, because I think that's a really important component that I personally yeah. get to ask. And, um, you know, I see a lot of people actually struggling with that one big thing. So as an experienced educator, you know, you know, sharing what you have shared, uh, you know, truly going to impact a lot of life. So thank you so much once again for taking out your time today and uh, be on this podcast. And I truly appreciate that. My pleasure. And thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's a real honor. Thank you. Hey, everybody. This is Vamsi again. And really quick, I wanted to invite you to join arguably the best virtual marketing summit of the year that I hosted called the Impact Marketing Summit. So go check out the summit at impactmarketingsummit.com. I asked two comma club entrepreneurs like Steve Larson, Marley Jacks, Gabe Schellinger, Akbar Sheikh and other 30 top-notch entrepreneurs to share their virtually unknown secrets to get tons of leads and traffic to any website or funnel and the one thing that brought them from failure to success. Now, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was like I had stuck gold. Things that can take your business from just a dream to a money-making machine things you won't believe six to seven figure marketers would share at least not without charging thousands of dollars for access to their inner circles so get your access to the summit today at impactmarketingsummit.com i repeat that is impactmarketingsummit.com i will see you on the inside